Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. The covert narcissists are the ones that look so kind and so great, so sweet, and everybody thinks they're so wonderful. And so they save themselves for the their actual targets. And the things that they do are so under the radar that when you go to tell people about it, people are like, well, that doesn't seem so bad. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zung, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Today's episode is all about how to spot a covert narcissist. Hey there. So I am Rebecca Zung and I am a narcissist negotiation expert. I'm also an attorney. I've been recognized as one of the top attorneys in the country. I've helped millions of people on this channel and thousands of people escape narcissists, escape lives of drama, trauma, and chaos to step into lives of freedom, possibility, and purpose. And I want to help you too. Okay. So 11 ways to recognize a covert narcissist. I personally have had to deal with two covert narcissists who have targeted me in my personal life and Ugh, they are the worst, the absolute worst. Let me tell you, I I think they're the worst because you can't spot them very easily. I I, I mean, the the grandiose narcissists are the ones that are out there bragging all the time. They're the ones telling you, "Oh, I'm so great," blah blah blah. The covert narcissists are the ones that look so kind and so great, so sweet, and everybody thinks they're so wonderful. And so they save themselves for the their actual targets. And the things that they do are so under the radar that when you go to tell people about it, people are like, well, that doesn't seem so bad or... I don't know. Maybe that was so inadvertent. I mean, because they're really so nice. I mean, mate, I don't know. And I mean, so when I was dealing with it, it actually makes you even seem more crazy because people are looking at you like, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't seem so bad or I, and it's absolutely maddening. It literally is like death by a thousand cuts or like that water dripping on your head. And you really do feel like you're going crazy. So it's it's absolutely horrible. So one of the ways, I'm going to go through 11 ways to recognize a covert narcissist. And we're 
by the time we're done here, you're going to really know whether or not you're dealing with a covert narcissist in your life. So the first way that you can recognize a covert narcissist is that they are passive aggressive. And what I mean by that is that you can't really... They don't, they don't right in your face do things. So for example, they'll say that they're going to do something and then they just don't do it. And you're like wondering why they didn't do it. And you kind of ask them about it and they'll, they'll just sort of not have a conversation with you about it or it just doesn't come up or they say that they're going to ask about it and then they just don't. And then you find yourself, should I bring it up or should I not? And then, or they will just put their names on things. And then you wonder why they they did that. And you have to kind of have a conversation about it. It's just, it's, it's very, they don't, they don't, they're not aggressive to your face. They do things where you're kind of feeling, especially if you are a good person, a kind person, where you you find yourself, should I bring it up? Should I not bring it up? And it's, it's, it's very frustrating, very maddening. So, so that's number one, they're passive aggressive. Number two is that they are subtly competitive. So you, you notice that they they are, they got something better than you, or they'll say they're sicker than you, or they uh, were, they have something that whatever you have, it's, they have more, they have better, they have, and, and it's always, it's always sort of there, whatever you have. And, but it's always sort of with a smile and it's always like this undercurrent of it, but you don't really, it's not enough to really say something about, but there's like this undercurrent. There's always sort of this undercurrent, but to your face, they're, they're so nice to you all the time, but there's this undercurrent of this feeling, but yet you are kind of wondering, is there something going on? Because to your face, they're so nice to you all the time. So that's number two. Number three thing, when, when you're dealing with a covert narcissist and you're trying to recognize a covert narcissist, or you're looking for the signs of a covert narcissist, is withholding. So they, they withhold things from you. They don't tell you about something that you're wondering about information. They don't tell you information. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, why didn't they tell me about that? And it's like weird things too. Something that might've even sort of benefited the business, for example, like that really could have benefited both of, of you, but they just are so subtly competitive that they just don't want you to even have it either. So withholding information, withholding something that could, anything that could potentially benefit you. They're such in scarcity mentality, scarcity mode all of the time that they're withholding information or something that could, anything that could potentially 
benefit you or information that you might want to have, they they just don't tell you. So withholding, that's number three way that you could recognize a covert narcissist or a sign of a covert narcissist. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. And here's a thing that's kind of interesting about, about a covert narcissist is that they may even tell you that they're insecure. They may even tell you about their the way they feel about things. And because they they do tend to be sort of downtrodden. They may even tell you that life has dealt them a bad hand. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource tips for negotiating with a narcissist. To download the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging like a narcissist or other high conflict personality and you're feeling powerless, make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation cheat sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. And so my husband kept giving it to him and I was like, no, no. So obviously it started causing issues with us because I just, I I did not trust this guy, but I had to wait till my husband saw it. And now we return to today's show. Number four way that you can recognize a covert narcissist is that they're extremely insecure, extremely insecure. And here's the thing that's kind of interesting about about a covert narcissist is that they may even tell you that they're insecure. They may even tell you about their the way they feel about things and because they they do tend to be sort of downtrodden. They may even tell you that life has dealt them a bad hand, that life isn't fair to them. Sometimes with covert narcissists, they will tell you that, you know, 
that they they don't have a, a life hasn't been good to them or something like that because sometimes they do sort of have a victim mentality about them so because they they do sort of play on people's guilt sometimes you'll see that with covert narcissists as well so that's number 4 number 5 is they are often prone to depression or anxiety and you will often hear them say that. I, I have the couple of covert narcissists that I have had to deal with. They actually straight up said, I've had to deal with depression. I have a therapist and they'll tell you I've had to deal with that. And so, but again, sometimes they're playing on your sympathies and they're playing on them being a victim or something like that. So that is another way that you can recognize a covert narcissist. Number six way that you can recognize a covert narcissist is that they often have grandiose fantasies. So you will see them sometimes with that they have these big dreams, these big plans that they should be have. I, in fact, one of the covert narcissists that I used to ha um, have to deal with would say world domination, that she wanted to dominate the world or something like that. It wasn't about helping people necessarily. It was about world domination. But yet she wasn't really prepared to do the work to have world domination. She really just wanted to like attach herself to people who were going to do the work. Because a lot of times you'll see that narcissists are inherently lazy. They really don't want to do the work. And again, that's sort of the passive aggressive going back to the number one sign of a covert narcissist. A lot of times they'll say, that they're going to do something and then they they just don't do the work. And that was one of the things that I saw in the covert narcissist that I was dealing with is that they would say that they were going to do the work and then they would not do the work. And then you would ask them about it and they would just lie about it and say they were working on it and then they weren't working on it or something like that. And it's sort of like this passive aggressive thing that like, you can't tell me what to do kind of a thing. And that was sort of the passive aggressive thing. But that's number six sign or way to recognize a covert narcissist is this, these grandiose fantasies that they have, which is really part of any sort of narcissist. Because remember that even though they are covert narcissists, they are in fact, narcissists, which all narcissists have these grandiose fantasies about themselves. And they are definitely so sneaky. I mean, so sneaky, which is, it's just so sick and so gross and, and so difficult to deal with. I mean, it really, really makes you crazy and makes you feel like you're crazy, which is one of the ways that just it's it's really, really difficult. I mean, it really does eventually suck the life out of you and makes you feel like you're going nuts. And 
Uh, I, I remember feeling like, oh, like this person is a leech. Like I felt like a, it was like a leech, like literally draining the life out of me. This is before I had the term energy vampire in my vernacular. Like I didn't even know that term before. I, I used to say leech. All right. So that's number six. Number seven is they have a tendency to definitely hold grudges. I mean, they hold grudges forever. And I mean, it's just because they have no sense of self, just the same as all narcissists. They just don't have that sense of self. And when you don't have a sense of self, you definitely have a tendency to hold grudges because you don't have that sense of self. So you want to get all of your value from external sources like that. So you um, are, are trying to do that. So you have a tendency to hold grudges. So that's the number seven way to recognize a covert narcissist. The eighth way that you can recognize a covert narcissist is that you are envious or jealous. But you, 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 what happened when I was dealing with a covert narcissist is when something good would happen with me, I got a really great television gig or something like that. Then the, the, the covert narcissists in my life would be like, oh, that's so great for you. Like you could definitely tell like they weren't happy for me. They, they outwardly pretend to be happy. They try to be happy. They're really not because they're just so jealous. They're so envious, but they, they try to be outwardly happy, but they're really secretly very, very envious, very, very jealous people. So that's the eighth way that you can recognize a covert narcissist. So the, the ninth way that you can recognize a covert narcissist is fake empathy. So one of the things that they do is they just show up wherever empathy can be shown up. So one of the things that I would see with some covert narcissists that I was dealing with is that if somebody were, were sick, they would just show up there right in the middle of things with, you know, the baskets of food or whatever, because there is an opportunity to get attention for themselves and look at me, look at how wonderful I am, look at, you know, this opportunity to show what a great person I am and the, the person who can sit right at the bedside and be right in the middle of it and, and demonstrate that I am such a wonderful person and everybody else is so not a wonderful person. So it's sort of this fake empathy though, because if there's not a show about it, if everybody, if there's nobody to be seeing this person displaying all the empathy, then they don't bother. So it's only if there are certain people around to actually see them displaying this particular empathy and only if it will serve them in certain circles or it's, it's definitely strategic in nature. So it's, it's kind of fake empathy and it's, it's very much 
strategic or tactical when needed. So fake empathy is the ninth way that you can recognize a covert narcissist. Number 10, number 10 way that you can recognize a covert narcissist is gaslighting. Gaslighting is definitely a personal favorite of all narcissists, but I think that covert narcissists are actually even better at it than than any narcissist, frankly. I would see this, especially with the covert narcissists that I dealt with, frankly, because they would be particularly good at spinning yarns. They take shreds of truth or kernels of truth and and spin it into... Well, we talked about that. Don't you remember? Like they would take little pieces of it and then spin it into whatever they would want it to be. So go and do whatever it is that they would want to do. And you'd be over there going, what the hell do you think you're doing? And they would be like, oh, well, we talked about that. And we never talked about you doing that. But they would take like a little piece of what you talked about and then go and do whatever they wanted. And then they would refer back to it and they would take the piece of it that they would want and refer back to it and do whatever they wanted with that little piece of what you talked about. But make it seem like you had talked about a that whole entire part, but you know that you didn't. So that's gaslighting. So they're really, really good at it. And because they seem to the rest of the world as such good people, so kind, oh my goodness, but look at what they did for this person who had cancer. They stood by their side and they did all these things and they created this whole wing and they, oh my God, they're such wonderful. I mean, so to the rest of the world, since they're so nice and they're so kind, they, they kind of get away with a whole lot more. So it's, it's so maddening in a lot of ways. So that's number 10 is gaslighting. And number 11 is they're flying monkeys They love their flying monkeys. They love to use those flying monkeys. So flying monkeys are third parties that they use to line up as their like army of people to have them on their side, to let you think that these people believe their lies, believe their agendas, believe that everyone else is thinking what they think, everyone else thinks that they're wonderful, that you're not, that you feel more isolated, more alone. It's really a form of bullying in a way. But here's the thing that I do remind people about flying monkeys, and that is that A lot of times the flying monkeys really don't even realize that they're 
being lined up against you. They're being love bombed by that person as well. They're being charmed by that person. They don't know what's going on. They don't realize that that person has this agenda. They they just think that person is nice. They, they, they're not in the inner circle a lot of times and they don't see what's happening. They're not being necessarily targeted by that person. So they don't see that passive aggression. They don't necessarily see that subtle competition. They don't see the covert narcissism in that person a lot of times. They just see the good side a lot of times. So it's kind of hard to tell a lot of times if, you know, that flying monkey or those flying monkeys actually know what's going on. I don't know. But the best thing for you to do is get the hell out of there and never look back. That's for sure. And those are the ways that you can spot a covert narcissist. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life and I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if we'd give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life. Thank you.